Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, Washington County seeking new families interested in fostering. I'm Gary Scott. Happy Friday. Today is February 3rd, 2023. Six more weeks of winter, eh? According to good old Punxsutawney Phil, at least. Well, bundle up, because today and tomorrow are expected to be a bit on the chilly side. Anyway, other stories in our morning brief today. The aviation mall Planet Fitness announces some upcoming additions. A proposal for use of a controversial herbicide returns to Lake George, and a Lake George Village trustee honored as Citizen of the Year. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Lens Falls Today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community. And what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I'd like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, Sarone Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Queensbury, offering residential and commercial plumbing and heating, cooling, installation, repair, and maintenance services to the community for over 25 years. Their professionally trained plumbers and HVAC technicians are capable of completing any job from start to finish, with a promise to deliver unmatched customer service in the process. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website, or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com, and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. The Aviation Mall Planet Fitness location is getting ready to grow with more equipment, a new training machine, and other features on the way. According to News 10, this location is operated by Ignite Fitness Holdings, a large Planet Fitness franchisee. The franchisee is investing $1 million into the mall-based location to add 2,000 square feet to its existing club space, expanding the location's total footprint to 16,523 square feet. New additions will include updated cardio equipment, a new hydro massage bed, and the PF350, a new training machine featuring kettlebells, resistance bands, and more weight training features. Aviation Mall General Manager James Griffith said, quote, We are excited to have Planet Fitness cement its presence and expand its offerings to meet the needs of our community. We appreciate their continued support and investment in the shopping center. The Planet Fitness location operates cardio and strength machines, as well as a 30-minute exercise circuit. The gym is open 24 hours from Monday to Thursday, until 9pm on Fridays, and 7am to 7pm on Saturdays and Sundays. The gym is located on the Aviation Road side of the mall, near 99 Restaurant. Ignite Upstate New York VP John Herinda said, quote, as the Queensbury community works toward their fitness resolutions or are looking to get moving, we're happy to announce this expansion, providing even more space for our members to spread out and utilize our state-of-the-art equipment. The Queensbury community continues to invest in us, which always brings a sense of pride. We're thrilled to have made these investments to further help them meet their health and fitness goals. So there's another reminder that I need to get back to the gym. Next week, I swear. The Lake George Parks Commission is applying for a 2023 permit to use a chemical herbicide in Lake George. The Parks Commission announced their intentions on January 24th with a letter of notification, a proposed invasive plant management program for Blairs Bay and Sheep Meadow Bay in Lake George. 
According to our own Kate Haggerty, the letter explained that the Lake George Park Commission is applying to the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation and the Adirondack Parks Agency to use an aquatic herbicide this spring. This herbicide would be used to control the invasive plant Eurasian water milfoil, which is rooted at the lake bottom and has created thick, dense beds, reducing biodiversity in the lake and competing with native species. Conventional control efforts such as mechanical harvesting have been found to be unsuccessful for providing much more than short-term relief in fighting this invasive species. The manual or mechanical harvesting of the water milfoil inevitably leads to the release of fragments, and as a result, the harvesting process itself may even be responsible for spreading the plant into uninfested areas. The two areas of the lake where the Lake George Parks Commission would like to use the herbicide are Blairs Bay, Glen Burnie, and Sheep Meadow Bay, Hullet's Landing. The use of herbicides has been found to be more effective, but can also potentially create negative effects on non-targeted organisms. The proposed herbicide for usage, Procella Core EC, has been registered and approved by the EPA, and would be applied at less than 10 parts per billion. The letter of notification stated, quote, The herbicide Procella Core EC will control invasive Eurasian water milfoil for multiple seasons in the treatment areas, but will not impact most native plants. The project did not go forward last year because the Lake George Association water keepers as well as thousands of citizens expressed concern over the first ever use of a chemical herbicide in Lake George. There was concern from these groups regarding the potential consequences to the water quality and ecosystems as many people use the lake as a source of drinking water. Last year, the APA issued a permit to the Lake George Parks Commission to use the herbicide, then, the Lake George Association waterkeepers and co-petitioners filed a lawsuit. The suit charged that the APA should have held a hearing to gather expert scientific testimony prior to making the decision regarding the safety of the herbicide. As there had been successful hand harvesting of the watermill foil in Lake George for years, and overwhelming public opposition to using the herbicide. Written arguments were reviewed by the State Supreme Court Justice Robert Mueller, who issued a preliminary injunction preventing the use of Procellacor EC pending oral arguments. These arguments are scheduled for 10 a.m. on Tuesday, February 17th at the Warren County Municipal Center on Route 9 in Queensbury, and this session is open to the public. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we strive to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. For the last 10 years, Washington County has relied on external contract agencies to take care of children in need of foster care and respite homes. Kids in the foster system need a safe place, often when coming out of traumatic or abusive home situations. Now, according to News 10, the County Department of Social Services is taking the work of matching kids to safe homes back into its own hands. The reason for the change? Too many foster kids moving from home to home with families thinking they're ready without knowing what it really takes to help a young person heal. Washington County Social Services home finder Lisa Boyce said, quote, we started seeing a lot of 10-day notices, a lot of people who try and then say, I can't handle them. For kids moving through the foster system, a failed attempt with a foster family means another bad experience, another painful memory on top of already existing trauma, and another new placement. Sometimes a family may believe they are ready to care for a foster child without understanding the impact the change can have on other family members. 
With that in mind, Washington County is looking to meet county families interested in fostering and help them prepare for the realities that come with the job. So a workshop will be held on Thursday, March 2nd from 4 to 6 p.m. at Washington County Municipal Center in Fort Edward. Any interested individuals aged 21 and older are invited to come and learn what it takes to be the one and only stop a kid needs to make on their foster journey. In addition to foster families, the county is also seeking respite homes, where foster parents can bring children as another point of care, creating a familial support network bound by caring, even if not by blood. Multiple points of contact are also a way to keep kids in the foster system connected to their birth parents. Washington County recruits relatives from a child's birth parents, a move which has led to higher success for many foster children. Other times, caseworkers come to monitor how kids are adjusting to their new lifestyles. News 10 reports all of those options also point back to the department's ultimate goal, getting the kids back home once the home is safe. Many foster cases come from homes with parents who are fighting their own battles with mental health or substance abuse. Washington County has seen cases among cultural and financial lines alike, and works to connect parents with foster families so that kids don't feel split in two ways at once. Social services caseworker Naomi Palmer said, quote, It takes away from this feeling that we're here to take away your children. We just want to help parents identify their children's needs. We're working to not only address children's goals, but also with parents to figure out what services we can implement so the kids can come back home. Events like the March workshop are crucial to getting potential foster parents educated on what exactly it is they're signing up for. The communication problem, like many others, gets trickier still in a rural, spread-out county like Washington. The rehabilitation and therapy resources that birth parents are directed to are often located in the western end of the county, with less public transportation across its eastern side facing Vermont. Washington County is populated with small towns separated by miles of field and farmland, meaning that transportation is tough, especially when some resources are hard to get if you travel far past Fort Edward and Hudson Falls. When choosing foster families, the county ideally wants children to stay in their current school system whenever possible. The same goes for doctors. In cases where that isn't possible, transportation is a challenge when getting kids from place to place in such a spread out region. Boyce said, quote, that's why it's important to check in with family transportation needs. We've been creative with transportation and have plenty of caseworkers who have brought kids where they need to go. The March 2nd session will be held in training rooms 1 and 2 of the basement level of 383 Broadway, Building B, in Fort Edward, and attendees do not have to stay for the full two hours. And finally, a prominent figure in the village of Lake George, who has been active locally in community service for about 55 years, was recently honored by village officials. According to Sun Community News, Lake George Village trustee and Deputy Mayor John Earl has been named Citizen of the Year for 2023. Earl was first elected to the Village Board in 1999, according to his recollection. He has been re-elected every several years since and plans to retire when his present term is up on March 31st. In 1998 or so, Lake George Village Mayor Robert Blaise, the longest tenured mayor now serving in the U.S., recruited Earl to run for the position of Village Trustee. Blaise said, quote, John has never missed a meeting. He's a very loyal and dedicated trustee. He regularly stops in at the village hall to keep informed and to volunteer. Earl is the longest serving village trustee in at least the last four decades, and some people believe it might even be a record tenure since the village was first established in 1810. His local community service goes even further back in time than 1999 when his time on the village board began. 
Earl recalls joining the local fire company about 55 years ago, before Neil Armstrong had stepped onto the moon and prior to the original Woodstock. John Earl then served as Lake George's fire chief, and he was also one of the founders of the Lake George scuba dive team, a squad that has saved many lives since it was launched in 1985 by Earl and other members of the fire company. The scuba dive team was not only the first outfit of its kind in Warren County, but also one of the first in the capital region. The Sun reports on the village board, Earl has been a proponent of many major projects, including the construction of the $3.2 million village fire station, which was completed in 2009, and the village's lakefront walkway, which was constructed in the late 80s. He was also involved in the more recent development of the Lake George Visitor Center and the Lake George Village Hall. Earl was also among the board members that had supported local economic development, modern land use regulations, and the extensive beautification and landscaping efforts that have transformed the village over the last 15 years or so. The most recent village infrastructure brought to reality by the village board with Earl's support has been the $24.5 million village wastewater treatment plant, which began operation last year. This new sewer plant is now curbing pollution of groundwater and protecting the purity of Lake George's waters. Fellow Village Trustee Ray Perry said Earl has been a good influence on the board through its many years of decision-making. He said, quote, John is a pragmatic thinker. He's been diplomatic, he's been conservative financially, yet progressive. He's always had a steady hand on things. Perry added that Earl has provided an even keel to the board when certain issues sparked controversy, such as they did over the permitting and development of the six-story $26 million Courtyard Marriott from 2014 through 2016. Also, another initiative that Earl and other board members guided to fruition was the Charles R. Wood Environmental Park and Festival Commons. This project had been debated, planned, and developed from the early 2000s through 2018. These initiatives were all on the minds of the village board members and village employees when they held a surprise luncheon recently to honor Earl with this Citizen of the Year award. At a recent village board meeting, Earl reflected on the many years he served and the transformation the village has undergone during his years of community service. He said, quote, It feels like it's been an eternity, yet it also seems like it's been a lightning bolt. Then, when asked about his five-plus decades of community service, Earl said, quote, It's just been a natural thing to do. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the Morning Brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the Greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a 5-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in, stay warm, I'll be back on Monday with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.